Hello, everybody, and welcome to Jedi Eternal. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> Star everyone. Star Wars dude. Podcast. <laughs> welcome. Episode welcome. 57. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bullen, alongside. He's left the nest. He's flown the coop. He's a wow. bachelor on his own with a 70 inch TV, and it's Braxton Taylor. <laughs> You're really going all out with that, weren't you? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, yeah, you really would take that. Yeah, how's it going? Extreme. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I was telling Andrew we had to restart because he said the wrong episode. Because I said episode thirty something. Yeah, and I said, and you always sound so robotic. And then he, you really took it over the top. Um, well, so yeah, good job. <clears throat> I sound so robotic because I'm afraid I'm going to mess up, and so and I did mess up, which is funny. But <laughs> so I'm like overthinking what I'm saying, and then uh, and then funny. so then yeah. So anyways. Yes. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, we uh, we we have some things to talk about today. Uh, yeah. it, it's been kind of a slower week in the Star Wars universe, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, there's still always something to talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. A couple things before we get going into the news. Remember, you can always go check out our GoFundMe. Help us with our Jedi Eternal 2.0. Um, anything that goes to that is, um, going towards us getting new video equipment and et cetera to have some video stuff for you guys. Oh yeah. There are, there are let's plays in the works. Be looking out for those. Um, hopefully going to fit in maybe a VR, um, a VR playthrough either this weekend or early next week. Be looking for that as well. Um, yeah. So let's just jump right in though, into our first news story and the first news story is uh talking about star wars celebration so they just today um released um an email to those that um that have bought tickets and have said that uh you're gonna be able to reserve a room very soon so here's here's what how that's gonna play out jedi master vip ticket holders will be have access to the official room blocks on June 1st at 12 p.m. Pacific time. All other ticket holders will have access to official room blocks on June 3rd at 12 p.m. Pacific time. And then official room blocks will open to the general public. So those of you who have not gotten a ticket yet, but maybe you're hoping to, um, official room blocks will open to the general public on June 10th at 12 p.m. Pacific Mm. time. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, you know, I I get they're trying to accommodate for people who already have tickets and stuff. That's it's just what's so scary for a lot of people like such as I who didn't already have tickets. You know, it's kind of spooky. You know, uh, you know, how many tickets are even going to be available? First of all, um, and then second of all, once you have a ticket or if you have a ticket, whatever, how many rooms are going to be available? You know, what I'm saying so that's uh going to be interesting. So those of you who already have tickets, you're kind of sitting all right right now. Yeah, I. Yeah, I find this very interesting. Um, I'm very curious how they're going to do this because you're right. Like, if you haven't got a ticket yet, why in the world would you reserve a room, right? Right, right, exactly. Well, um, and that's saying, did they even mention when you can buy tickets? So if you haven't gotten them yet, no, I don't think so. Exactly. So I don't. Not that I'm aware of. Um, kind of crazy. And so, you know, you have to imagine it can't be that many. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some, but like, I would assume a large portion of people probably also kept their ticket. Yeah, I'd um, say so. So yeah, it's it's interesting that this is going to happen uh so soon and it's and basically like you you either um you you do it or you have a really good chance of just having to like spend probably <laughs> double the price later. Yeah, if exactly. you don't do it now because I mean Getting hotel rooms are, are crazy for these kind of events if you don't do it through their yeah. reservations like right at the get-go. Or you're yeah. going to be driving like, you know, a considerable length to every day back and forth, you know? Yeah, and that's and that's one thing that, that uh, it's always a big concern, you know, uh, 
I know like for us when we went, we had to drive a little bit to get there. And it yeah. would have been really nice just to be right yeah. next to the convention center and stuff like yeah. that. You and know? and so I'll tell you what I I reserved you know, for the prior one that didn't actually end up happening. <laughs> I reserved a hotel through the reservations um, that was linked actually like linked to the conference building. So like I would just be able to walk back and forth. Yeah. And uh, that'd be really. And so I plan to attempt to do that again this year. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's my goal. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. So I mean, anyway, if if those of you who are uh, potentially wanting to go, who already have tickets, hey, there's your dates. You're gonna have that coming up very soon. Those of you who want to go but don't have tickets yet. Let's just all hope then. Fingers crossed that we can get something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all good right. luck to you all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, next news piece is actually something very interesting. This is kind of one of the bigger things that you know, at least I wanted to talk about this week. And I had seen some of this kind of floating around. I didn't know for sh- if it was for sure, if it was real. Uh, but we confirmed that it was. And that is Dave Filoni becomes Star Wars executive creative director. Um, and that was listed under his name on the Star Wars Star Wars website um, as of like what yesterday or the day before that I can't remember. If I had yeah, it was it was uh, very recently, and people caught it on the internet, um, and of course like the, like Twitter like blew up about it, right? People <laughs> right. going crazy, yeah, because. Um, as we've talked on here before, this is kind of what the fans have been wanting. Oh, yeah. We've been kind of uh, shouting from the rooftops, let's get Dave Filoni in and making some of these more creative decisions. Um, here's here's the thing, though, and this is what's kind of funny about the whole deal, is Lucasfilm then kind of replies in a, like, shocked manner, like, yeah. whoa. like They're like, why are you guys all freaking out about this? Come to find out, he's been in this position for like a year now. <laughs> yeah he so actually he blows, was yeah. he was actually in started this position i think it was like last summer and but they never really they never said talked it. about yeah. it but like to them it was old news and so they were like almost shocked it's like, like they for, the world. it's yeah. almost like they forgot <laughs> to really ever announce this yeah yeah um but then they just expected like everybody would know which is and, odd because it's kind of like you have this weird hotbed of of hostility within the fans and it's like they're getting the exact thing that they exact thing that they want uh, that, that most fans want and stuff, but like I don't know, it just makes me feel like Star Wars. Like okay, fine, we're gonna have him be this creative director, but we're not really gonna put it out there. Well, and and you know that's, I think this is an example of Star Wars sometimes not understanding its audience very well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the fact that if you were if you kept your ear close to the ground, you would know that fans have been wanting this really bad and you'd oh, make yeah. a big deal about the fact that Dave Filoni got in that position. Oh, and that would that and, would really start rallying some support to the yeah, brand as a whole. Right. But Absolutely. instead, you did it pretty much with no fanfare and now a year later we're just now finding out because you updated your website. <laughs> like that's the only reason, not because that's you actually so, like uh, announced it. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, it's very, very um, interesting, and I think it just goes to show that there's this disconnect between mm-hmm. the uh, hierarchy and, and and Lucasfilm and and then the fans. Like, yeah, there's some disconnect there, you know. Well, I mean, regardless, and I agree with that for sure. Um, but regardless of their disconnect or not, now that we have Filoni and we know for a fact that officially he, he is and he's coming up, I guess, on his first year as the yeah. executive creative director, I that just gives me some hope. You know, hey. I'm sure we got some good stuff coming. So absolutely, that's um, yeah. Looking at this as you know, I think we we talked about this not that long ago. Um, I think it was maybe like right towards the after the Mandalorian had ended, and mm-hmm. we were saying that like, hey, let's what whether Kathy K stays or not. If you get, you can keep her as the business, you know, yeah. side of things. Exactly. But let's get somebody making the creative decisions. Exactly. And now yeah. this is what this kind of, to me, is. Kathy is there. You know, there's rumors she's going to leave, rumors she's going to stay, whatever, either way. But <laughs> right. you know, there's going to be somebody making those big business decisions. But you have someone like Dave Filoni that is that is making sure that these are the stories that we want to, like, here's the stories we want to tell. Here's the direction we want these uh, stories to go. I think... This is for the best for Star Wars. I think this is a win yeah. for us as fans. Yeah. And I and I and I think now that he's been in this for a year, you know, that first year is a lot of probably 
kind of sorting your way through it, trying yeah, to figure yeah. out the the way it's going to work. You know, there's a also lot of working ironing on the plans, out. right? Too, working out know. plans. I think now, now that he's a year in, this next year or next two years is going to be starting to see this plan coming to fruition. Oh yeah, to fruition, seeing like what. <laughs> it's going to look like. Yeah. And I completely um, agree. And I think that's of course going to start with the book of book of Boba Fett. I think we're going to start to see what this event series, um, or, uh, this, I can't remember what they called it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about though? The event um, series, I think it was, yeah. Uh, what, see what all this leads up to. And, yeah, exactly. and I think this is a big part of his first, big creative decision so yeah I, and i'm really excited to see that come to fruition because i have a lot of trust and faith in him you know he's done really well in the past and if nothing else he's a big star wars fan and so i think ultimately he's going to try to be making the best decisions he can for the franchise so yeah yeah definitely okay so moving on now this is um kind of kind of came out of the same story um, because uh, they somebody was interviewing Vari- or with Variety, I can't remember exactly who it was, but um, talking about Dave Filoni and and uh, this uh, the fact that Dave Filoni's been in this for like a year, and casually in this article, Variety um, is talking about the the different series that are coming, and just casually puts in there that um, Rangers of the New Republic is no longer an active production. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? What's your take? Uh, there is a lot to say about that. Um, I, I want to choose my words carefully because I don't want to be divisive in any way. Um, but I'll, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this because this is a rumor we're going to have. It would be my rumor anyway. So I'm just going to bring this in here um, because it ties into it. So one of the rumors that we have is that Gina Carano reportedly is coming back to Star Wars. So that is the rumor part. And I want to just say right off the bat that that rumor is most likely not true if this news piece is correct, that Rangers of the News Republic is no longer in production. So my point in the, in all of that is saying is that, from my understanding, Gina Carano's character, which is Cara Dune, um, in my mind, at least, would have been a very, very, very integral part of Rangers of the Republic. Now, I've said this in previous episodes, like maybe more than two or three times even, uh, and I, I mentioned how, how do I say this? I mentioned how if you're going to have, have something completely new, you're going to have to have something that ties back into it. Well, who's a character that has become a Ranger of the New Republic uh, that we've become familiar with for two seasons now is Cara Dune. So now, though, that Gina Carano has been kicked out of the picture, it it would it would make sense unless they just randomly substituted a new character, which we thought was Harrison Dula for a little bit. That was rumored, yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that, you know, hey, if this huge integral part of the storytelling matrix of the show is gone then should we even do the show anymore? And so, referring back to the rumor, the rumor is that Gina Carano is reportedly coming back to Star Wars, and I just don't see that as happening for two reasons. Of course, you know, once Disney thinks that you did something bad or taboo, then they're not going to have you back. And secondarily, if the news of the new Ranger of the New Republic is being no longer production, then that just kind of confirms it even more that that rumor is probably well, not true. Well, let's... Um... There could be a little hope. Let's not forget James Gunn is coming back to direct a um, <laughs> a uh, oh. uh, what, what's um, what's that called? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Well. And so you know, there's something I can say there. I'm not going to. I'm not going to refrain. <laughs> but anyway, so it, I I I suppose it is it is possible that it, just because you got kind of annexed because of something you said doesn't mean you can't come back. Um. I'll leave it at that <laughs> to be safe. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think when you look at the series, first of all, they said no longer in active development. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean the series may not eventually come at some point. Sure. But you yeah. have to think about the way they were planning this as I assume kind of they these episodes, these series were going to follow one after another and then lead into the the big finale. Right. And so yeah. if if this gets put on hold and they go on with this, why would you go 
back. Exactly. So to me, if this if this truly is no longer an act of development, then my chance I would say chances are we never see this. Yeah. What's right? the point of bringing it back? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, my my take is this is definitely happening because of because of Gina Carano no longer being. Mm-hmm. That's that's my take. Um, and just like you said, you know, we saw them build up this character. We saw her jo- basically join the new the new republic. It mm-hmm. was all leading into this, this oh, yeah. series. Oh yeah, absolutely. and so the fact that she's gone, it probably just kind of threw too many issues into where they were headed with it, and they just figured let's just cut it. Yeah, and move on. And um, I, I mean, hey, if you're not going to have her in it, it's probably for the best. Yeah, as much as I hate um, to admit it, I have to agree. <laughs> now, if could have, could they have made a way to make Hera work for it? Yeah, probably. Mm. Um, but it, but if you know if they were feeling like maybe it wasn't a natural fit or it was gonna be just too obvious or I I I think that they're not necessarily making a bad choice here. Though I am disappointed that we're not gonna see this show. Right. Um, uh, so that being said, like I don't know, will they replace this with something else? Will they yeah. just go an entirely new direction, but kind of still have another show to fill that potential space? Right. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, but I I think that we will um, find out sooner than later um, because I think we are we, we got to be close to getting some like some more meat Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like it's been it, it it's been a while now, but since we've really heard any, I mean, even the book of Boba Fett, we have nothing about it yet, right? <laughs> yeah. And if if it's to be believed, we're going to see it this year. Yeah. And here we are, halfway through the year, almost. To be and fair, though, we didn't get S Mandalorian season two trailer until very like true a week before. But <laughs> but the difference is we had tons of rumors about The Mandalorian Season 2. True, true. Lots of yeah. stirrings. We talked and talked about The Mandalorian and, and what the, the castings and blah, blah, blah. True, We're not yeah. talking about The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. We're you know not really I mean? hearing anything We're about not hearing it. anything. Yeah. And so that is very intriguing to me that we're not... I mean, we're, we're hearing more about Kenobi most of the time than we are right. an Andor. Which than a bit, we are a bit of biased but, ears, I suppose, on the Kenobi part. Well, well yeah, but, but still, we're seeing yeah. we're seeing a lot of rumors and news about Kenobi and Andor, <clears throat> more so than Book of Boba Fett. And Book of Boba Fett is going to come before both of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. so it's all very interesting to me. Um, and we'll just see. We'll have to just see how it plays out. But yeah, I exciting guess so. stuff. <laughs> very exciting. All right. Well, that means. Well, that- so yeah. So we well, we'll jump into rumors. Um, I guess we can talk a little bit more about the 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 rumor of Gina Carano coming back. Um, I don't know if you have anything you want to say about that necessarily. Well, I kind of already said my piece said on that. But I mean, just to reiterate, you know, and you know, in summary, basically saying that, you know, would it be possible? Maybe. And I just highly doubt it myself because. Again, depending on what is said and what is done, if you're being annexed from Disney, most of the time, other than James Gunn, uh, you know you're probably not ever coming back. Secondarily, if Rangers of the New Republic is being ousted, I mean there has to be a pretty significant reason for that. And I, and as we said, I, I would imagine it's because she's not going to be there. Yeah. Well, basically, they the, the rumor is that that she had that her and Disney have come to an agreement to bring her back. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't believe this for a second, really. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. So let's move on, shall we? I think we Yeesh. have one more rumor. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you want to read it? Oh, I can, yeah. Uh, so the rumor is, uh, I've been hearing this a little bit, and of course it is a, a wild one. Um, but Brie Larson reportedly casted as Mara Jade. So... Of course, that is a as a left ball or a ball in left field, should I say? It's pretty crazy. Um, of course, that that implies two things: that Brie Larson's coming to Disney, and second of all, that Mara Jade is coming back too. <laughs> so it's a bit of a kind of a wild stretch there. What do you think about that, Drew? Well, Brie Larson's already in Disney, right? Um, or well, I meant Star I mean, Wars. That's Star what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. I always struggle with the concept of having your main big characters. Um, so, like, I, I when Disney 
were were to cast like for example uh like let's say with robert downey jr if they had him in, as iron man in the in the mcu was one of their biggest characters and then they were to add him in star wars as one of their biggest characters yeah it's hard to to look at robert downey jr as anything but iron man right sure yeah and honestly at this point brie larson i think is famous enough already for being captain marvel right and if you put her in the um the star wars universe as already a beloved character too um i just don't think it's going to work very well yeah, and I, I agree with you uh, on that same exact point because I had like two two layers of that answer, right? The first one is the most obvious answer is what you know, like what you said, you know, and I agree is that you know, hey, depending on who she is, it doesn't matter. She is already a well-established character, and you know, you play a character enough, and you have a lot of other roles that are kind of inconsequential. You inhabit or inhibit, I guess, the image of that character, and you become that character. So I guess my point is, is yeah, it's difficult to see someone who's very popular as one character come to another. But the other one, and this is something that I've said on the podcast before, is that I personally don't like famous people who, you know, people who are already famous, already popular actors and actresses uh, reprising Star Wars roles. I just don't because um, I, I, there's a, there's some episode out there in the nether, nether, you know, 56 episodes ago, whatever it was, that I've said this before, but... I just think that a lot of times when you, again, for the same reason, you bring in characters and people who are already famous, you already have some kind of idea of who you think they're going to be or some kind of idea of like how you think they're yeah. going to act. And uh, so bringing in a, a, a popular, famous person to play a well-known Star Wars character, I just don't think it would work. Yeah, and normally that's going to take you out of the narrative, right? Yeah, exactly. It takes you out of exactly. out of that world when you see that character that you already know from something. Right. And, and so that, yeah, that's kind of where I stand with it. Um, you know, sure, Star Wars has some examples of using famous people. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Samuel L. Jackson being one of, of one of the biggest probably sure. examples. Yeah. Um, but he was not like a main character, you know. Exactly. We don't get a whole lot of yeah. Mace Windu throughout the series. Um, but, you know, most of the time for their main characters, they use somebody that is that is unknown. And, and exactly. I think one of the reasons for that is to keep, but, but with Mara Jade, you add a whole nother layer on that because Mara Jade is already a beloved character. That's a very specific um, attitude, demeanor. Yeah, already a beloved know. character that is, that has been established through novels. Mm-hmm. And so if you add her into, into live action, you already have to consider those things because otherwise the fans will be upset. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I don't think, I think if you get a Mara Jade, if Mara Jade ever comes, She's got to be an unknown. I understand. It has agree. to be a yeah. an actress that no one really knows to truly get um, people on board with it. Because if you use someone like, like, um, uh, what's her face? I just forgot her name, but Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson. Yeah. There's just too many connections there already established yeah, in, in people's heads. So. I agree. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I, I would just say you know, Brie Larson has a very specific demeanor of when she acts you know she has a very specific uh character archetype that she plays which i'm not a huge fan of uh but that that's neither here nor there i just saying like i personally don't think regardless of my opinions on her acting you know i think that her archetype that she typically plays and she's very popular uh you know uh popularly known as um you know it just doesn't really fit mara jade at least in the the way we know her so yeah that's just my thoughts. yeah and, and it brings in a whole nother question of does you know is mara jade going to come back to canon mm-hmm. and you know if you look at where we're headed or at least where i think we're headed and i've talked about before where i think they're taking these disney plus series there is room for mara jade to, to return yeah sure absolutely but i think if she does return it's not going to of course play out the way that we have no, known it to play out no. in Legends. And so um, I think people have to be prepared for that. Well, and then and again, that, that gives rise to another question that we've already asked in the past. If it's not going to, if it's not going to be the same as, as already instituted legend stories, do we even want it? You know, that's another connect- yeah, other all, discussion. <laughs> yeah. And so there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of danger involved with bringing yeah. 
Mara Jade back. And I think, yeah. you know, does the question is, does Disney want to touch that or do they want to just stay away and um, and move on past it? And as we have been seeing, they're starting to want to kind of relive their glory days. Yeah. <laughs> and I could see them trying to bring her back. Yeah, I mean, so. it's definitely a possibility. I'm not going to say that it will happen, but because a lot of this legend stuff is starting to come back a little bit, I I, I could see it, because that was a very beloved character. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. a lot of people really like Marjane, so I, it's not an impossibility, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we know she'd probably be killed off by the time of, <laughs> right. of the, the sequels. Right. Which she dies in Legends, too, so. Sure. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, that would that would actually work out, but... But also, you know, there is there is the possibility that they bring her back and and her and Luke never. Yeah, she's like a never she's really like the have, same separate character. Yeah, like they they never necessarily get into some big deep relationship, and that's that's always a possibility, right? And so you know, and then when when uh, they go back into the world between worlds, and they um, you know they bring back um, Ray. And uh, our Ray comes, goes through the world between worlds and gets um, <laughs> yeah. Ben back. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. they go back in time. And, you know, and then maybe then you could have. I'm just being <laughs> like, stupid. Just stop. I'm just please. being stupid. Just stop. I'm like, it's physically hurting me hearing what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get Evil Clone Yoda. Yeah, yeah Evil know? Clone Yoda shows up. Fights it's a whole Ray. mess. I mean, it's. <laughs> and then. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, guess what? It's the Emperor's all behind it. He's still alive surprise <laughs> for the third time in a row <laughs> also he's like i i am sheev skywalker do it <laughs> sheev skywalker <laughs> that's the end of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he turns the light side oh that'd be beautiful that'd be, awesome. that'd be such a beautiful ending i think the so skywalker too. saga and then like sheev Palp- sheev skywalker has to fight evil clone yoda that would be full circle right there i think so. It'd be like you thought you knew the story, <laughs> but it was Emperor Surprise. Palpatine's all along. <laughs> the Skywalker saga is about Palpatine. Uh, it truly Palpatine is. It truly Skywalker. is. It truly is. <laughs> Gosh, let's move on, please. Please, let's rip the bandaid off and let's move on. All right. Well, let's jump into our releases real quick. Um, for our releases, we have two um, comic issues coming out this week on Wednesday. Um, and this is the next issue of Darth Vader, which is actually going to be one of the preludes for War of the Bounty Hunters. So I'm really excited to see how Vader's story will play into um, War of the Bounty Hunters. I'm excited to see that. Also, um, the next issue of Dr. Afra, which is also going to be a prelude <coughs> to War of the Bounty Hunters. So both of those will be out on Wednesday. And what we're seeing so far in these preludes is they're they're showing, well, they're preludes, of course, to the main comic that will be called War of the Bounty Hunters. There'll be five yeah. issues of that. Yeah. And then all these comics, <coughs> sorry, I got like a tickle yeah, in my throat. <laughs> What are you doing? Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Oh my goodness. So what was I saying? Oh yeah. I don't know. So there all of these comics right now, these preludes they're calling them, are leading into the main one, which is going to be called War the Bounty Hunter. And so there's like issue one of War of the Bounty Hunter. And then there's going to be like an issue of Darth Vader, an issue of Star Wars, an issue of Dr. Aphra. And then War of the Bounty Hunters issue two. Oh, and then they're going to like yeah. keep doing it like that. Yeah. And so this this is going to span on for a while now. Like it's going to yeah, be months, like months long. Um, and I'm very curious to see how they all intertwine and... And how this story plays out, I feel like it's going to have some pretty important stuff happen in it. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. So yeah. I encourage you guys to follow this, follow along with this. We'll be talking about it as it as it plays out, and uh, you'll be able to um, again in the comics in the back. There's a checklist, so you can make sure you're reading them in the right order, and you can even check them off. Make sure that you're following that. So awesome. <clears throat> and then on Friday, of course, we have the next episode of the Bad Batch. And so, of course, we are, what, going to be episode five, I yes. think? 
and you know as you most of you probably know there's 16 episodes so like we still got a ways to go yeah and so that's yeah, that's good news. Go. good news yeah, exactly all right so we're gonna get quickly into our q a where we ask each and every one of you to ask us questions each week on facebook instagram <clears throat> all those good places um, we have quite a few uh, in, so we're going to go basically go through the first three here. Um, but our first question comes from Alex Mason, who says, "Who would you, and this is very appropriate, who would you like to see casted as Mara Jade if it ever went live action? <laughs> and I think we kind of already... So I, I thought about this a little bit, and just because of sheer looks, I really don't know necessarily... Um, and I'm very bad at like, like doing this, like picking a famous person to play. I'm not very good at doing that. Just out of sheer looks, I would say probably Rose Leslie. I think she played in Game of Thrones. Um, I'm not really sure what else she played in, but she, I think in terms of looks, she is very similar looking to her and stuff like that. Um, but my official answer would probably be, probably be I don't know, right? I, I, I would prefer that whoever played Marjade that went to live action you know, let, as we kind of already stated, it would be someone who we don't know. Um, but that's just my my two cents because, you know, I don't want to have any kind of <clears throat> presumption as to how she's going to act or, or what she's going to do or all that good stuff. So, Drew, what about you? If you had to choose anybody to, to play RJ as live action, who would it be? Yeah, that's, that's a hard one. Um you know the girl from uh, I can't remember her name right now, but she was in Doctor Who. Yeah. The redhead yeah. from Doctor Who. I think I'm thinking the same person as you. She's she's real tall. I think so. I don't remember what her name is. It's gonna really bother me that I can't remember that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, look it up. I could see I could see her playing it. Um, that's kind of the first person that comes Ooh, to my Karen head. Karen Sheila Gillan. Karen Gillan. Yeah, there we go. I could see that. Um, I could see, I, but honestly, I feel like I want it to be someone a little more on the like mature end, like as far as like appearance goes. Oh, so Dana Noble. So <laughs> maybe a little too mature there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so. You know, if you were to get like a like a Emily Blunt, maybe with like red hair, you yeah. know, someone like that, I could really, I could really um, vibe with vibe, vibe. Yeah, I just, I just pulled out vibe. You bring it in mm. one of those, huh? Yeah, one of those crazy words. One of those crazy, <laughs> one of those crazy words. Vibe. He's vibing um, with it. I could see someone like that do it. Um, I don't know, but. Again, kind of like you just said and what I said earlier, mm -hmm. I think it needs to be an unknown actress, not some big name. Yeah, for sure. And I think in the end that should be the decision they make. But just to have some fun and, and throw out names, those are probably two that I could think of. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's move on here to our second question of the week. Who com or It comes from Corey Allen Wise, who says... What's uh, up, Corey? Yes, hello, Corey. Uh, talk about the Kenobi series and what you would like to see in the upcoming series. So we've we've touched on this a few different times, um, but yeah, I don't know that we've really sat down and was like, hey, this is what we want, this is what we think about. And and to be honest, Corey, I don't know that I have super tight set expectations because if, I think if I if I do, because I know myself, if I come in with very tight set expectations i'm going to be disappointed no matter what how good it is i'll be disappointed right because i have very high expectations for the show in general so i think for me personally i i would say i don't necessarily have too many like check boxes of okay it has to do this they have to go here i have to see this but i just want to like i would just say as long as they do justice to the character of kenobi right and it stays true to how we see him all throughout the series uh or the saga should i say then I'm going to be happy. You know, we're going to see him on Tatooine, you know, which is going to be really cool, um, you know, in, in that time where he's protecting Luke and, and doing all this stuff like that. I want to see I want to see Kenobi um, and, and, and him still be Kenobi. I don't want to see any weird character changes. I don't want to see him, you know, uh, you know, 
the whole point of Kenobi is how he's like, it doesn't matter what happens till the end of his life. He's going to uh, serve others rather than himself. And he's going to stick to his values. And I don't want to see any, you know, and I don't want to see any time of that <clears throat> being any different. You know, I can, I can easily say, like, well, it's, it's cool character development though. If he struggles with his, you know, like, no, that's not Kenobi. I'm sorry. It's just for me. I don't necessarily want to see that. Um, there's so many other things and avenues that we could go rather than his internal struggle with what he believes. You know, I, I just don't need to see that personally. But it could be interesting, I guess, because he's falling away and there's no more Jedi Order and stuff like that. But anyway, we I can come back to my, I have other things to say, but Drew, what do you think? Was there any set expectations or thoughts you want through the series? I think for me, when I think about this show, I, I first and foremost think about this being a character piece. Right. right. Like yeah. the, I want the focus of the show to be um, on Kenobi. I don't want Kenobi to be some kind of side character that appears every once in a while, but they call it Kenobi. Yeah, okay? exactly. Like I want this to be focused on him. I want us to see the the inner struggle he has about the things that have happened. Yeah, you have to understand absolutely. Kenobi <clears throat> is really one of the saddest stories of all of Star Wars. <laughs> it really is. Um, it really you is. see this character who who will die for what he believes in is willing to sacrifice everything for the greater good. Yeah. Um, and he still suffers for it. Yeah. He never gets really anything good right. from it. Right. Right. Like he, he gives everything he has. And in the end, he still really doesn't have anything. Right. Yeah. And, um, nothing to show for his nothing, efforts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of a, he's really kind of has a tragic story. Yeah, um, but yet he's still someone that we that we look at as a hero and someone that we're inspired by because no matter no matter how bad things got, he still stuck to that, and that's yeah, and absolutely. that's something to look up to. And so I want this show to be a continuation of that and a continuation of you know he's lost his his brother or son, however you want to look at it. He's lost his. Um, you know, the, the, he's went, he's, he's went through a, a war that yeah. has probably really messed with him. Yeah. You know, I, is there, I think there's a chance we could see him dealing with maybe some like PTSD type things, right? Sure. Absolutely. Like kind of dealing with this. I mean, he just went through this crazy war, like nonstop. <laughs> like he, every day he, something's going on. His, his brother turned to the dark side and he had to, he had to literally like chop him up Yeah. to stop him. Yeah. Um, you know, all of his, everyone he's been around his entire life is dead. Mm -hmm. his, the 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 army he trusted in and and now want to kill him. Yeah, he has nothing. Yeah, he's on a desert a desert planet with nothing, and all of a sudden, all of that craziness and loudness and busyness turns into silence. Yeah, <laughs> and he's exactly. all alone. And how does how do you deal with that? Yeah, and exactly. that see, so those are the kind of things I want this show to, to be about. Yeah, and to see to see the growth of coming out from that because I do think there is going to be this this um, this struggle now, not like a yeah. turn to the dark side struggle, but just yeah. like a, a struggle to to well, see everything that I did was it right? You know? Yeah, was I mean, it, yeah. I mean, think of it. He's going to be having a lot of yeah. doubt, right? Yeah, and um, I want to see that. I want to see a relationship between him and Qui-Gon. Oh, I think yeah, that's one really thing cool. that could that would really be awesome in the show is to see uh, that relationship some more. Yeah. Um, because of Qui-Gon being a Force Ghost, for those of you who are maybe confused. Yeah. Um, I would love to see, and of course, to see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, Obi-Wan oh, and yeah. Anakin, whatever Absolutely. you want to call them, um, having some kind of interaction in this show and what that means for Kenobi and how he deals with that, you know, yeah. it there's, it's those kind of things I want to see from this show. Yeah. That's, absolutely. that's my, my big thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think you and I are on the same, same wavelength here, right? There's not really a, a bunch of check boxes of like, okay, I want to see Obi-Wan do this or go <clears throat> right, here right, right. or da, da, da. We just want to, we want to see this show be all about Kenobi, nothing mm -hmm. but Kenobi. Yeah. I mean, other than some side things that, that, that build up to his character, his story development. And then furthermore, you know, just say, stay true to the character who we know and love as Kenobi. Exactly. So, exactly. Anyway, so I think that, that kind of, we could go on forever. Again, oh, we could talk about we could it so many a things long about, time. But, but yeah, I think it's just as long as it sticks to the character and to the theme of who he is, I think we're going to be good. For sure. So. 
All right, so our third and final question comes from Christian Perry, who says, uh, "What do you, or excuse me, what do you think about Jedi's being able to control others' emotions?" I have a theory that Anakin actually slowly changed Padme's emotions for her to love him. So yeah, that's a it's definitely an interesting theory for sure. So and it's hard to say. It's hard to say because we know for a fact that that Jedi have the ability to utilize mind trick or force mind trick, right? So I think I think the biggest part is looking to the definition of of what mind trick is. And I don't know that we have a, like a strict canon definition. It's like, okay, it is this, this, and this. It is not that, that, and that, right? Um, in my mind, a lot of times... How do I say this? In my mind, a lot of times, you know, if you're using force mind trick, it's kind of like an instance where you you say okay you're doing this or you're doing that it's either yes or no black and white and it's like kind of like just this very simplistic okay you do not need to see my credentials right oh you're gonna let me through here so i think affecting the emotions would be a just a much 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 deeper harder more intricate thing with mind trick now i'm not saying that it's not done right uh, or that it couldn't be done, especially with someone like Anakin, who is incredibly powerful in the Force. So, it is, yeah, I mean, I'd say that is definitely a possibility. Um, you know, I'm saying if he, if he, if anyone could do it, it would be Anakin. I would say. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. That's a good question, Kristen. I, I'd never really thought about that. Now, I will give you my last two cents, and I'll pass it over to Drew. Here's the thing. Now, I'm not again. I'm not saying that. That's not what happened, but I will say this: there's a very famous saying that says "love is blind," right? I mean, all throughout in our real world, we see where people have done heinous things, and then their mothers like still love them, and they don't care, and they didn't. They they're like, "There's no way." They're just in such denial that their children could do that. Or husband and wife, you know, the wife, or the husband does something horrible, and the wife just can't conceive of it. You know, we see that in real life. So I don't think it's too much of a stretch to think that. Padme never really truly saw that side of Anakin, uh, and and then whenever she heard about it, that she didn't, she wouldn't believe it because she was so in love with him that she didn't want to believe it. And another thing to think is their whole relationship was in in their society, in their culture was illegal, right? It was bad, so to speak. So there were already their love was already based in something bad. So she already had to have this kind of callous built up to what is morally right and wrong. And so I would just say, you know, could it be that Anakin, you know, manipulated her emotions through the force? Possibly. I don't know. But I think a more logical answer just from my own mind and my own head canon is just that what they were doing was already morally unacceptable. So over time, as she saw Anakin do kind of worse and worse and worse stuff, she just kind of, hey, love is blind. I'm kind of closing my left eye and opening my right eye. And I'm just kind of like going as is and like kind of living in denial. That's just the way I look at it. Drew, what do you think? Uh, honestly, I think you pretty, <laughs> you really covered it there. Yeah. I don't think I need to say anything else. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 nice and thorough, you know. <laughs> I started it going very, on. I, it was very thorough. Yeah, I was like, I, I just kind of, I was going, I kind of got in a roll there. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I think for me to say anything else would just be to kind of, you know, repeating. So, <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, so I hope that answers your question. Like, see, and I, I don't want to reiterate. I want to reiterate that it's not that it's impossible. It's not saying that that didn't happen. I'm just saying with my own head can. I think that's how it was more realistic. That's just like she overlooked some things because she loved them so much. That's just the way I look at it. So, all right. So that ends our Q and A for this week. Again, thank everybody so much for all the continued support, all the questions that you give us. We love it. We have some in our queue for love next it. week we already. Want some more of it. Yes, and we want as many questions as you can give because we love, love, love talking about it. And it kind of gets us outside of our own pre-organized thoughts, right? Yeah. And we have to sit yeah. here and discuss stuff straight out of our our hearts, <laughs> so to speak. You know, and what sometimes saying? it brings up the best conversations it does. you know it comes Absolutely. out of it sometimes yeah we start talking about things about star wars that we would have never normally thought about so yeah yeah we love the questions and we're very appreciative so uh we're going to move on from our q a and we're going to get into <clears throat> our main topic for the week and again of course that is reviewing episode four of bad batch which is called cornered um so we're going to do just a very quick uh 
we're going to do a very quick non-spoiler and then get into spoilers. So, Drew, do you want to lead us off into your non-spoiler thoughts? Uh, yeah, so uh, non-spoilers, we are very much still in what I would consider to be a episode of the week uh, yeah, absolutely. Feel, um, or well, I'm sorry, maybe that's not the right term. Um, I guess you could say uh, monster of the week, but it's not not a monster. Yeah, you know I, I know what you're saying though. Yeah, that very much. Just like um, it, I don't feel like it's necessarily carrying a a plot forward as much as I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a lot of adventuring for the sake of adventuring um i'm just not i'm just gonna be honest i'm just not sold on this series yet yeah i agree i agree and i i hear a lot of i hear a lot of positivity about the show from most people that i've talked to um from most like internet you know people that i see like uh, the vibe the most people are are positive on the series and i'm not necessarily negative on this series it's I think it's been fine. Yeah. I don't think it's been bad, but I, yeah. nothing has like really like kind of hooked you in there. The, the, yeah. the first episode I was into, yeah. I, I enjoyed the first episode, the one that was extra long. Um, that had some good stuff in it. I really enjoyed that. And there's been bits and pieces throughout episodes since then that have, that are things that I like. And I like that. I like that. We're seeing the transition of the, of the, you know, going from the Republic to the empire and, and, yeah, yeah. and what, what does that look like, you know, and seeing those things, right. I like that, but the, the overall, um, episodes are just a little bland for me. Well, and so this one was like one of our shortest yet, maybe yeah, the shortest yeah, yeah. is like 25 minutes. Yeah. Long. <laughs> and you know, it was very straightforward. Um, you know, you had your, you had your like introduction, you had your your big action scene, and then you had your closing. You know, it was very like, um, what's the word? Uh, where it like follows a very set pattern um, that you would expect. Um, there's a certain word I'm trying to think of, but I, I know what you're talking about. It is, yeah, but, yeah. Um, there's just nothing really that that surprised me. We do get a, a, a certain character. Uh, return in this that yeah uh, we, I'm sure to most would be considered the biggest aspect of this episode um, but honestly like it didn't do much for me yeah yeah so that's my th- I am gonna basically I had the same thoughts uh, I, I want to continue that what you, that train of thought that you just said on to our spoiler review so if you haven't watched it yet you might want to just tune out now um, I, I will just say though, non-spoiler, right before the spoiler, you don't really need to tune out because if even if you haven't watched, cause there's really nothing, honestly, in my opinion, worth even spoiling, right? Uh, there's, so if you look to the premise of this episode, right? <clears throat> literally they came to land on this planet literally for no other reason than just to refuel and, uh, recalibrate as they say, right? That was the that, that is literally the, the 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 whole reason they're there. I mean, there's there's no other thing driving the story. <clears throat> and as they were doing that, all of a sudden, we get Fennec Shand coming to uh, get Omega. Okay, and again, okay, normally that might not be a bad thing, but I guess my point is is that this whole episode was literally just to introduce Fennec Shand, which is a character A that we already know about from Mandalorian, and B, uh, we already knew that she was coming into the show, right? We already know through the trailers. <laughs> yeah, there's no surprise. <laughs> there's no here, surprise, right? right? So so my point is, is if they never sh- shown her in the trailers, I think then that could have been a pretty cool uh, excuse to get the episode, you know, that we got. Uh, if, if we never knew that Fennec Shan was coming... I think that uh, I would have a, maybe a different opinion of this episode. But the fact that we it's a character that we already know who she is, and we already knew that she was going to come to the show anyway, you're wasting a whole episode just to introduce her. And it's like, we already know who she is. We already knew she was coming. So, like, why waste a whole episode just for her? And there wasn't even anything for her backstory. It literally was just a couple scenes of her running and shooting. I mean, that's it. We already know she can do that. Right, yeah. And that's, I mean, uh, that's a really good point. It's like, you know, we didn't get some big um, 
character growth for her in this. Like, right. She was there to be used as, as an action character, like a big action scene. Right. And they were, you know, trying to run from her. Um, and yeah, and that was pretty much what she was utilized for. Just a plot and device so, to show mm-hmm. that Hunter can fight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's literally it. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's talk about what we can though, as far as the narrative goes, we know that she is, she is being, um, someone is paying her to, to take Omega. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that means someone bigger is involved in this. Do we have a guess for who that is? Do you have any kind of, I do. Uh, I think it's the uh, Cameron Owens. Um, basically they needed to get her to continue their, uh, uh, one word I'm looking for, not mutated, but their, uh, enhanced clones, right? From my understanding, because at the end of the previous episode, we see the Kaminoans going out and basically like, hey, if we're, if we're going to stay afloat and we're going to survive, we need to continue this and en- this enhancement. Yeah. And actually let's talk about that for a second, because this was one of the more interesting aspects of the show for me is that the, the, the Kaminoans, they, they're like, they have, um, they're saying, hey, the Django's blood yeah. is running out. Like our, our DNA we have of him is, is we're almost out. Yeah, exactly. And so we're going to have to use something, someone else, if we're going to continue this, which is, is, is awesome. I love that idea. I think yeah. that's great. You know, it's not something I've ever really thought about, like that they eventually would run out, right? Yeah, but like, exactly. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. And and now they have this this decision to make. The Empire is saying, well, you know, these guys cost a lot of money. This is costing us money. We can ditch this, use. Um, and as we see them, they take the uh, what kind of looks like the first Death Troopers um, as their as their like testing grounds for using just regular old humans as as their new army right and so we're seeing this where they're kind of weighing out their options here something's gonna go down here right between the the Kamin- Kaminoans or I'm not Kaminoans. sure how you're saying it. <laughs> Kaminoans is it Kaminoans I don't know honestly yeah the Kaminoans it's what Kaminoans um they between them and the empire like something's gonna go down right sure and a, yeah. and a good way to I in my opinion to to know that for sure is like we know that uh, in the Mandalorian, there is a guy there wearing the the Kaminoan outfit, right, for the cloning facility. But it's a man; it's a human. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, I think there's going to be a point where most likely the Empire is going to end up taking them all out, right? Right, and, and then you know, Camino remains a cloning facility or like maybe a shell of what it was but it's being taken over by it's completely you know, taken over by the empire the Kaminoan like they, people are no longer there exactly yeah. i think i think that's going to eventually come to a head between them and there's going to be yeah. a, a conflict there 100 percent. um yeah, yeah the, and so when you look at is is that what omega's purpose is are they worried about not getting them providing them with someone good enough and then like mm-hmm. the empire doesn't decide to want to kill them. So they're like trying to hurry and they're like, Oh, well let's use Omega <laughs> right. or, uh, or is it someone else completely? But whoever it is has to understand there's some kind of special significance to Omega, right. which is an, which is right. interesting in, in itself. So yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's one of the more interesting narrative threads we have going in this show right now, in mm-hmm. my opinion, mm-hmm. is, is kind of what, well, first of all, the, the character of Omega is very frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So far, like in the past two episodes now, she's just like ran oh. off and, I was going to say, I, I, uh, one of the, it wasn't really a question, but, but Alex Mason included in our questions this week, uh, can, he said, all he said was, can they not just put like a tracker on Omega? Uh, yes. <laughs> and yes, I, exactly. I, I'm, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I forgot. I was going to save that for this. And I forgot to write it down. So my bad, Alex. I was gonna that, say that yeah, that's, it's so true. Like, and I, and we talked about this a little bit last week too, but it's like, why are you guys taking her along with you? Like she's like part of the crew. Like yeah, she's going with you, but she's a little girl. Yeah, it's like leave her, put her in the in the ship, tell her to uh, like hide in a 
in a compartment and just wait till we get back. Well, as much and, as and I, the thing is, like Wrecker and and one of the others, they were still there at the ship, right? Yeah. But yeah. for some reason, they still took the girl with them out into the strange public, planet yeah. in public, and it's like, what? Well, I know, you know, as much as I hate to say it, it just goes to show that this is still a kids show because children's shows like to take <coughs> children characters. Uh, and put yeah. them in the middle of action to make right. children feel like they're strong and special and they yeah. can do whatever and they want. And yeah, we talked about that last week about like that's the kind of the idea of this, right? And yeah. and and this is following the same pattern that Rebels did, that Resistance did, that Clone Wars did. They take a kid, a, a kid character that becomes very very important and can do things far past what a kid really can do essentially right 100 percent, yeah um and that's they're following that same pattern here uh nothing there has really changed now i know you guys are some of you are probably thinking man they're just being really critical of this show (laughs) um (laughs) we well yeah you know we are being we are being critical um but it's because we we do love we love all of this yeah we love the fact that we have more to watch we love the bad batch but like in a sense you know, we do what we do so that we can be like somewhat critical. Well, I mean, it. let's put it this way: <clears throat> everybody knows that we love Star Wars. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing a Star right. Wars right podcast. Exactly. So we know, you know, just know that we love the show because of Star Wars. It has a lot of Star Wars themes. It has a lot of Star Wars locations. And we love that. So we could dote on the good things of mm-hmm. its Star Wars of like, oh, it, it does really well of, of portraying Star Wars environments and stuff. We already know that, right? It's being produced yeah. by Dave Filoni and all stuff like that, right? We know that it's that's good. It's just the storytelling elements that we wish could be better. Yeah, and I've and I've said before there there are there is so much potential here for future um characters to appear that could be really exciting. Yeah. Getting Rex and Soka back in this could be very interesting. Seeing Commander Cody in this could be very interesting. Yeah. Darth Vader in this could be very interesting. Um there is a lot of potential left in this show to see some really interesting things. That's not even mentioning um, that, you know, we could get, um, we could see Maul again. Yeah, that's true. That, that I mean, we're in that there's, timeline. Yeah, there's nothing stopping us from seeing Maul. There's nothing stopping us from even getting Kenobi again. Who's who's to say we could Theoretically, couldn't? yeah. Theori- theoretically, yeah. we could see a, a Kenobi appearance. Ahsoka and um, Rex. I mean, yeah, we could we could see Yoda. There's not necessarily anything stopping us from. I mean, they're all in that timeline right there. That's yeah. easily yeah. And and so there there's a lot of opportunity here um, to to see some really cool things. And I think we are headed to some really cool things. It's just like we are going to get some of this slower. Um, going through the motions type episodes, you know, like in this episode, you know, they needed to f- find fuel, you know, like that was the the big thing. They had to stop where they were because they needed fuel. Like yeah. that was the, yeah. <laughs> that's the plot, you know. <laughs> that, that's the whole and, plot. And, you know, that's fine and dandy, but it just goes to show like this is going to have those very much like, Let's fill in some some gaps here. Yeah, until we get to the next big moment. And when we have two and three <clears throat> episodes right off, the, you know, right in a row, not even five episodes into the series, that's just what kind of bothers me a little bit. That when we're oh, we had for episode one that had story narrative, and then the next three or four is already like yeah, and you know. and it's like uh, you look at, you know, the Clone Wars. What the Clone Wars could do that this show can't really do is the Clone Wars would jump between a bunch of people. Exactly right. The Clone Wars exactly was never right. about one little group. I mean, sure, the focus a lot of times was Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and Anakin. Like, they yeah. were the, arguably, like, the main characters. But, like, sure. but they didn't always have to be. They could go off and do an episode about just Yoda or just about Mace Windu, you know? Well, they, C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All these different ones. Your favorite episodes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they go to the market yeah, to buy some berries, they, you know? Whatever, right? <laughs> But anyways, um, this is just the beginning of this show, right? And I, I'm holding my 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 final thoughts, of course, until we're this whole thing's said and done, and then we'll have a big long talk about like, you know, the overall our overall thoughts on like where this season lies in the mix of everything else. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but for now, you know, my expectations have not been set very high, but that also means that like. They don't have to do a whole lot to get me pretty get me excited pretty at this point as well. So, excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where we go from here. 
Still have a lot of episodes. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. You know, and I think, again, <laughs> the bar has been set somewhat low. So I think that you're right. Exactly the same thing for me, too. You know, we could have some really interesting stuff come next next week and, and blow my mind out, mind away that if it was put into Clone Wars Season 7 or Mandalorian Season 2, I'd be like, oh, whatever, who cares? But now that's because in this, you're like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. So... Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of really good stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, again, it's still Star Wars. We still love it. Uh, we be critical because we do love it, you know. And that's the whole point is that you know, hey, we love it so much. What are some of the fine tuned points that we can pick out that could be better? So, but overall, it is Star Wars, and we do love it. But uh, we're excited to see how it progresses. Join us next week. We're going to go over the next episode, which will be uh, Episode Five, and uh, yeah, so we're excited to do that. So. Without further ado, we're going to conclude our episode today. We want to thank everybody so much for the continued support towards our podcast. Uh, we absolutely look forward to hearing from you. Uh, we'd love to hear, uh, see a comment from you. Send us a message via Instagram or Facebook, however you would like to do it. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but uh, please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh Goodness, YouTube. We have a lot of different stuff. We have weekly news, polls, memes, discussions, and more. Uh, but also please follow us in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you could, please leave us a review. We'd love to see that. It does help us. Um, if you would like to support us financially in any way, we do have our donation page for the Jedi Eternal 2.0 GoFundMe. And we also do have a merch store. Uh, but overall, though, we thank you just simply for listening and being a part of our community. But join us next week for episode 58. And last but not least, may the Force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. We would be honored.